The new NHL season is almost upon us, and we've got Jack Bond of Paramount Sports NHL to talk about how some of these betting lines will affect the Islanders and how you should bet on different things concerning the Islanders and the National Hockey League in general. We've got that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms we have a special guest today. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show from Paramount Sports NHL, Jack Bond. And Jack, we're going to talk a lot today about some betting lines and how the Islanders fit in with that. Why don't you start off by just telling our viewers and our listeners uh, what you do? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Gil. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, For you Islanders fans out there, you guys have had one of the more tumultuous or, or interesting off seasons out of anybody in the NHL. So I'm happy to jump on with you for a little bit and, and talk about how the betting world can coincide with the Islanders world this year. Um, for those who don't know, I, I'm a part of Paramount Sports, uh, along with Lee Serling. Uh, we, we are a, a sports betting group uh, based out of South Florida. Lee is on the, the football, basketball, UFC side, and I'm on the hockey and baseball side myself. Uh, essentially, what we do is, is, is we, we sell our, our packages or our betting packages to clients and in, in any sport that you're interested in. Uh, for, for myself, it'll be hockey and baseball this year. And essentially, we are experts or handicappers in the world of betting on the NHL and betting on, on different sports. And so uh, part of that job includes uh, assessing futures bets and player prop bets for the season coming into the NHL season. And, and I think I found one or two that are pretty interesting for the Islanders, and, and we can typically do that for every NHL team. So uh, if you want to hop on board, we can talk about that more at the end of the show. But it's a, it's a whole lot of fun. And, and you know, I don't always have great things to say about every team, but I, I certainly can present to you some uh, some money making opportunities this season. Sounds great. And and Jack, let's let's start with that offseason that the Islanders had a little too quiet in some ways for a lot of Islanders fans. But two significant changes being made. Why don't you talk about those two big moves and, and how they affect the Islanders' betting odds? Yeah, so the big one, especially for me as, as a native Nashvilleian and Predators fan growing up as a child, was Barry Trotz is gone. Um, this guy could do no wrong in my mind, but he is gone. Lane Lambert takes over. Uh, his, his longtime uh, you know, mentor is gone, and, and he steps in. I, I, I see a lot of similarities between the two of them. Uh, the good news, maybe bad news to some uh, some Islanders fans, 
is the games, the game plan, the strategy, the, the Islanders style of play is probably not going to change a whole lot. Uh, this team still likes to rely on their defense and elite goaltending. They've they, Lambert and, and Trotz have done it uh, for the past couple of decades now over the course of a couple of, of organizations. And so that's, that's the big storyline for me, you know, a whole lot could change or nothing could change. I feel like Lambert has tried to emulate his career after Trotz's uh, for the last couple of years, and now is his chance. And, and I think the Islanders are going to give him quite a long leash in, in establishing his philosophy and his game style uh, in, in, in Trotz's succession. But that is certainly the big storyline. Obviously, the, the Chara retirement is, is some recent headlines. Um, you know, missing out on, on Johnny Gaudreau and Nazem Kadri and a couple of other free agents was certainly uh, a bummer. But, you know, for me personally, the second storyline, the second biggest storyline coming into the year in terms of, of betting on, on the Islanders is how are they going to look when they don't have to open the season on a record-breaking 13-game road trip? They have a full arena. They know where they're going to be playing, and they don't have to deal with new COVID protocols. It almost felt like last year should have been an anomaly for the Islanders, even with COVID going on the you know, year before then as well. And this year should be the year they settle in and, and, and play like the team they were projected to be last year but we'll see you know that's a lot of it's it's a decent amount of, of turnover in the in the head coaching staff and, and obviously they didn't pick up some of the playmakers they wanted but um you know i, I certainly think it's some opportunities for betting this year and, and we can we can get into that in a couple of minutes but i, I do want to get your thoughts on lane lambert i i'm personally a big fan of him as a human being as well as barry trucks but i'm curious to know what islanders fans are thinking about him as the new head coach I think there's a lot of unknown. I mean, I think that when you're a new head coach, on the one hand, you know, you talked about him being mentored by Barry Trotz and they've been together since they were in Nashville. So it's been a long time. And yet, on the other hand, when you become the head coach, you want to make your own mark on the team to a certain extent as well. And I think one of the great unknowns this year is how will Lane Lambert tweak things? I, I don't think we're talking about an overhaul here, but I think right. we will see some tweaks here and there. And maybe the, the, the rumor going around that people have been talking about, maybe they'll open up offensively a little bit, not to change the emphasis, but maybe give certain guys like a Matthew Barzal a little more freedom to move the puck up ice and, and, and create. Uh, but again, that remains to be seen once the season starts. And, and one of those quirks I wanted to ask you about, and, and I'm interested in learning more about as the season goes along, and, and hopefully, if and when these player props are, are posted to, to places like Bet Online, is a guy like Kiefer Bellows. You know, everybody talks about him as elite shot, his elite playmaking ability. He's supposed to be a power play specialist. I wonder about his future under Lambert. You know, he was limited to that fourth line type of minutes under Trotz. And, and in my opinion, frankly, it was a bit of a, it was a shortcoming on Trotz's part. He's done it throughout his career. You'd often, often heard about uh, fans being, you know, upset. He doesn't let the young players, you know, the young stars, the top uh, draft picks kind of flourish in his offensive system. And he really preaches that defensive accountability. I'm curious about a guy like Bellows. I mean, he was only getting fourth line minutes. If I remember correctly, he was switching in and out with Matt Martin quite often. Um, does Lambert emulate that part of Trotz's coaching style and, and put it in, and put it into his coaching style or is that where he breaks away from trots if so does he at least sprinkle him into a power play unit that ranked pretty high last year at 12th in the league yeah. in power play percentage which wasn't bad especially considering you know the, the 5v5 offense struggles the islanders had i'm curious if a guy like bellows becomes the next anthony bovillier or then or the next young stud that kind of gets pushed out of the system he's going to be 
he could be essentially the X factor for the Islanders this year. I'm really curious about a guy like Bellows. It would either be Bellows or you would think Oliver Wallstrom, one of those two guys who are younger, who Barry Trotz sort of gave his term would be tough love, but a lot of fans were frustrated by the lack of minutes, by the lack of opportunities in the top six. Obviously, you have to earn it, but the thing about Trotz, and I'm assuming to a large extent about Lambert, it's not always what you do with the puck. It's what you do when you don't have the puck that gets you that ice time. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've been hearing that from the Trotz coaching staff since I was a little kid. I'm full, I, I've heard it a few times at this point. And, you know, to an extent, that's not a bad thing, right? The good news is this defense isn't going anywhere. The Islanders still have one of the best defensive units in the league. And, and, and neither is Ilya Sorokin. He's not going anywhere either. I mean, you guys, the Islanders ranked seventh in the league last year in goals allowed per game. Um, you know, they only got better, in my opinion, when, when Chara announced his retirement and, and Alexander Romanov was brought in as well. Um, you know, I personally also think the Metro division is a bit more of a paper tiger than in years past. I think Carolina is the odds on favorite for good reason, but I do think the, uh, the Rangers and the Capitals regress. I think at least the Capitals mixed the, missed the playoffs this year. And I think the return of the Flyers and the Devils and the Blue Jackets, it's a bit overstated. I really do think that I, you know, I'll say the same thing about the Islanders that I said about the Devils to a lesser extent. It seems like this Islanders team could finish anywhere between third and seventh in this division, in my opinion. That defense is going to carry them again. And, and, and one of the guys who I'm a huge fan of, I'm sure most Islanders fans are too, is a guy like uh, Noah Dobson. Um, he is the only Islanders defenseman who has betting odds to win the Norris Trophy right now on Bet Online. He's at 66 to 1. Um, anybody who asks me, I tell them don't bet on the Norris Trophy this year because unless Kale McCarg is arrested or hurt, he's going to win that thing. Uh, and, and if it's not him, it's a Roman Yossi or a Victor Hedman. But I certainly think that's the right, that's the trajectory for Dobson. This guy's going to be a number one. He's going to put up points and he's going to, he's going to be a much more recognizable name moving forward. Um, and I will say this going into this season too, and this is one of the biggest betting opportunities I see in the Metro division is the one variable that is in Islanders fans' favor more than anything is that Lou Lamorello knows he had a bad summer. He absolutely knows it. He has an aging roster, and he has limited time left in his own career, in his own right. And now if, and this is a big if, of course, every year, if this team is in for a round playoff contention come late January, I think that's when you look at placing a small bet on this team to win the Stanley Cup because he's got this sense of urgency now. He will go out and get a playmaker. It might not be a Nazem Kadri. It might not be a Johnny Goudreau. You know, it might not be a Philip Forsberg, but it's going to be a big-time playmaker that he can pick up at the deadline. And this is Islanders team is the prototypical team that can sneak in at an eight seed and sweep their way to the finals, a la the LA Kings from several years back. I, I just, you can't count this team out. They just need to be in contention come late January, early February when that trade deadline is approaching. I think that's when you pounce on a couple of Stanley Cup futures for them. All right. We've got more coming up with Jack Bonds of Paramount Sports NHL after this. Today's sponsor has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a great pill taker and I didn't want to have to take so many pills in order to get the nutrition and vitamins that I need. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And look, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we are back now with Jack Bond of Paramount Sports NHL talking about some uh, betting opportunities for the New York Islanders and the NHL in general. And uh, Jack, one thing we did touch on is the addition of Alexander Romanov in the offseason. He was sort of the, the, the one player acquisition that this team did pull off. How much of a difference do you think he can make to this team if only because he is so much more mobile than a Zdeno Chara uh, and, 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 you know, Andy Green, who were very slow on the back end? You know, it's an interesting question because the top three or four defensemen for the Islanders have always been known to be so consistent and so steady. So how much of an impact can he really make, especially under a coach that wants his players to be disciplined and accountable away from the puck? You know, you're not going to have a guy like a Kale McCarr and Alexander Romanov. He's not going to be skating up and down the ice, driving the offense necessarily, but he's certainly going to be much more reliable, especially in the playoffs when everything is faster and tougher. Yes, Zdeno Char was one of the most physical defensemen of all time, but the guy was in his was was well beyond his prime by the time he retired. So, a Romanov is is extremely helpful. He's not going to win any win you any awards. But if anything, he's going to set up guys like Noah Dobson and Sebastian Ajo and, and, and Adam Pulak for, for more opportunities to score. And a guy like Matt Barzell as well. I mean, the fact of the matter is you have to be able to score. You have to, excuse me, you have to be able to defend really well in the playoffs to, to have a chance at the Stanley Cup. And while the Islanders have their top four, five, six defensemen even locked in and ready to go, even if they're rotating in a seventh guy, they're going to have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup so long as they can get to the postseason with their offense. And, and that's why I love their odds in the middle of the season. If you can just get them around to the eighth or ninth seed in the Eastern Conference, you're looking at them as a serious Stanley Cup dark horse. I mean, right now, they're sitting at 50 to one or plus 5,000 to win the Stanley Cup. You know, that's, they're tied with the National Predators and the Ottawa Senators after the Senators' big offseason, actually at 50 to one. Uh, it's not something I want to touch preseason because, again, if they get off, I know they, the circumstances are different, but if they get off to a slow start this year or a Matt Barzell gets off to a slow start, it's tough to see them building their way back into that division and in the Eastern Conference to sneak into a wild card spot. So that's something I held off on. Now they're 18 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. That's a pretty interesting bet because, again, as long as they get there, they have a chance. And, and, you never really want to bet on a team to win their conference or even the Stanley Cup unless they have an elite goaltender. If you're looking at Ilya Sorokin to win the Vesna Trophy right now, 
He is at seven to one or plus 700. Those are the third highest odds right now around Andre Vasilevsky, UC Saros, and all the elite goaltenders. So the, the betting markets are certainly telling you that he is expected to continue what he did last year and maybe even get better. And if that's the case, you know, if while he's sitting at seven to one to win the Vesna, the Islanders themselves are also sitting at seven to one to win the Metro. Um, I Like I said, I think the Metro is going to be a bit overrated this year, if you want to use that term. Um, I'm not extremely confident in the Islanders to just run away with it because it seems like it's Carolina and then everybody else below them. But we've seen crazier things happen, right? I mean, this 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 Islanders team just just not too long ago probably should have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning to to take a trip to the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, just looking at these odds, you know, seven to one to win the Metro, I'd say that's about right. Uh, where I would disagree with the books. Is, is you look at their their other teams to win the Metro Division and the odds on them. Yes, Carolina should be the odds-on favorite. I don't necessarily agree, agree with the Rangers, for example, only being 3-1. to one. I think that's a little bit too close, and, and, and the same for the Penguins as well. So these are things you kind of have to mess around with and play with. Uh, what I do think I'm going to have a play on, though, is the Islanders' season point total. The regular season point total is at over or under 97 and a half, or excuse me, 94 and a half, regular season points. Now they had 84 points last year. So that's a 10 point jump in their projection from last year, even if they if they barely missed that over. I can tell you right now, I'm more than likely going to lean towards the under there. Now you'll notice, I will say this, they're minus 155 to make the playoffs and plus 125 to miss the playoffs. So a $100 bet wins you 125 if they do miss. I'm going to stay away from that. I do think this team could hit 93, 94 points and still sneak into that playoff spot there. I know people like the plus time next to their bet and, and you like the, you know, at least a little bit of an underdog there. But I certainly don't think this team uh, should miss the playoffs. They might struggle a little bit again early on in the season. But this is a season where there is that sense of urgency for Lou Lamorello to go out and pick up a star player uh, in, come February, come the trade deadline. So I would, if I'm going to make a play, and I think I would, it would be on the under 94 and a half points. But that's not to say I think this team's going to miss the postseason. You mentioned Ilya Sorokin, third uh, highest odds as far as winning the the Vesna Trophy. How how do you see his season going, and and do you think he belongs as a contender for that award? You know, I do. I absolutely do. You know, you got Igor Shesterkin as the leader or as the, as the odds on favorite. And right behind him is Andre Vasilevsky right now. They're at three to one and five to one uh, just ahead of Sorokin. I do primarily because uh, Trotz in the past, uh, especially in, in Nashville and Washington, really likes to find his number one goalie and, and stick to him. Now, you obviously have your number one in, with the Islanders in Sorokin, but you have a pretty darn good backup, a pretty gar- darn good number two in Varlamov. And, and so you see towards the end of the season in February and March and even in early April, these number one goaltenders who are getting 65, 70 starts in a season, they're starting to get worn down. That can't happen for Sorokin, and I don't think it will. I don't think a Lambert or even a Trotz to, you know, with this goaltending situation would let a Sorokin come exhausted. Um, he, he's still young. You know, but I think he's in a market that's big enough for him to get the name recognition. That's really what you want to worry about or what you want to focus on with these player awards. You don't know if, if the best player in the world was on the Arizona Coyotes and in and, and their smaller market and he's having a great season, but they're 20 points out of a playoff spot come February. He's not going to have much of a chance. You know, you kind of see it with Shohei Hani in, in the American League MVP race. 
face with Aaron Judge, for example. You know, you want to make sure a guy is in the postseason race and he's in a bigger market. I absolutely think I, I will say this. I agree with the odds. I think seven to one is about appropriate. I would put him as the third best goaltender going into this season. Uh, he's he doesn't seem like a boomer bust guy for me either. I think he's going to be a you know steady eddy. And, and and if you get Varlamov 15 starts in there, you're going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole key obviously is health, whether or not uh, Sorokin stays healthy. And then uh, Varlamov, who is going to be the backup, if he stays healthy, then you don't overwork Sorokin and you get the best out of both. That's right. And, and you know, Sorokin's young enough. I'm not worried about that. I'm really not. I mean, his, his, his statistics, those, his analytical numbers all look fantastic. Uh, the, he's going to have a fantastic defense in front of him. So his goals against average and his save percentage is always going to look pretty good with that team and with that structure. I don't worry about him. I just wonder if the Islanders this season can get enough national recognition throughout the regular season to to boost him up there to be a finalist or even top two. Um, one one more I was, was, was curious about and was interested in, though I, I haven't decided if I'm going to throw some money on it is Matt Barzell is, is 50 to one to win the heart. And then uh, this, this top prospect, you might have to help me pronounce his name is Atu Rati. Is uh, that it's, right? it's pronounced Ratu, but yeah. Ratu. Okay. So yeah. he's 50 to one to win the Calder trophy as well for the, for the rookie of the year. Again, the, those odds are there for a reason. I don't anticipate either of those guys uh, winning those awards, but what I will say is, What's what's to say Matt Barzell doesn't have over 100 points this year and the Islanders finish second in the Metro? Well, then all of a sudden, if you're sitting on a 50 to one ticket on Matt Barzell to win the heart, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Uh, even if they don't win the division, this offense does lack depth. And so if they are going to put up goals this year and they are going to compete for that Metro division, I'm interested in Matt Barzell at 50 to one to win the heart. That's when you want to take, that's when you want to take that maybe even better than betting on them to win the Metro because if, if winning the Metro is at seven to one, well, you might as well look into Matt Barzell at 50 to one to win the heart. I'd say those are a couple of interesting bets. Uh, I, I'd certainly jump on that under 94 and a half and, and maybe even consider sort of as a, as a hedge against your own emotions, Matt Barzell at 50 to one to win the heart. All right. Well, uh, Jack, thank you for this. And uh, we will have you back tomorrow to talk about, some more uh, betting angles and the Islanders and the NHL in general. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today and looking forward to having you back tomorrow. All right. Thanks for having me. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And yes, Sunday was the 58th birthday of former Islanders winger, Dale Henry, Henry, six foot one, 220 pounds and native of Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Drafted originally by the Islanders in the eighth round of the 1983 NHL entry draft. Had a great last year with the Saskatoon Blades. 41 goals and 77 points in just 71 games while still racking up 162 penalty minutes. Good size uh, Henry had, especially for the 80s NHL. And he spent his entire NHL career with the Islanders, made his debut in 1984-85, played in 16 games that year, scored two goals, had three points and 19 penalty minutes, stayed with the Isles through the 1989-90 season, almost always splitting time between the Islanders' AHL affiliate, which was then the Springfield Islanders, 
and the big club on the island. His most productive season in the NHL was 1987-88. He played in 48 games, had five goals, 20 points, and 115 penalty minutes. Played in six playoff games with the Isles that year, scoring his only career playoff goal and adding 17 penalty minutes. After leaving the Islanders, he went on to play briefly in Europe and then finished his career in the minor leagues uh, in 2001-2002. Even played for the Oklahoma Coyotes of Roller Hockey International back in 1995. Went on to become briefly uh, a coach in the minor leagues, was the head coach of the CHL's San Antonio Iguanas and later the Corpus Christi Ice Rays of the CHL. But his team struggled and he never made the playoffs as a head coach into partial seasons. We go back and look at one of Dale Henry's better games as an Islander. We take you to March 29th, 1988, an old Patrick division matchup, Islanders and Flyers. And it was the Flyers getting on the board first. Ron Sutter, his eighth from Scott Mellenby at 541. Mark LaForest was the goalie, by the way, for Philadelphia. His nickname, Trees, because he was so big. Billy Smith, the Hall of Famer in goal for the Isles. Islanders tie it at the 1031 mark. Dan Nachbauer in the penalty box. Don Nachbauer, excuse me, for cross-checking. And Brent Sutter cashes in. His 28th, Dennis Potvin and Tomas Janssen with the assist at 10:31, even at one. And then Greg Gilbert gives the Islanders the lead late in the first period. His 16th from Miko Makala and Brian Trottier. And the Isles lead 2-1 to one after one. In the second, it's all flyers. They scored twice in a 45-second time span early in the period to take a three to two lead first it was ilkas in a silo his 23rd from scott mellenby and mark howe gordy's son uh at 225 and then Derek smith his 16th from ron sutter and dave brown at 310 so isles down by a goal heading into the final period but our islanders birthday of the day dale Henry gets his fifth goal of the year. Randy Wood and Brent Sutter with the assist at 124. That ties it at three. And then midway through the period with Shell Samuelson off for holding, Jeff Norton puts the aisles ahead. His first goal of the year, Miko Makala, <clears throat> excuse me, and Pat LaFontaine with the helpers at 1044. And then LaFontaine ices the win for the aisles. His 46 from Gerald Diddick at 14:31. Final score: Islanders five, Flyers three. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dale Henry. He has the tying goal early in the third period on two shots on goal, and that was a, a big goal that really gave the Islanders momentum and helped them unleash their three-goal third period that allowed the New York Islanders to win it. So Dale Henry, for his uh, NHL career, just 132 career games, all of them with the Islanders, 13 goals and 39 points, 263 penalty minutes. <clears throat> he also played in 14 playoff games, all again with the Isles, scoring one goal and picking up 19 penalty minutes. So again, Sunday, 
was the 58th birthday for Dale Henry. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, you know, Dale Henry was just the kind of guy, if you look at the statistics, you would say, oh, you know, not nothing terribly special about Dale Henry, but always hustled, gave his all, was a good teammate. And if you watched him play, you know, wasn't the most talented guy offensively, but always gave you everything that he had. So, uh, again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. We will be back tomorrow with part two of my discussion with Jack Bond of Paramount Sports NHL as he gives you some more insights into the Islanders from and the rest of the league tomorrow from a betters perspective. I will be back with a live show on Wednesday as we talk about the first few preseason games that the Islanders had. And I'll get you back up to date for those celebrating the holiday, a happy and a healthy new year. Uh, And again, I'll be back on Wednesday live, but tomorrow more with Jack Bond in a sort of a different way of looking at all things New York Islanders as we ramp up our coverage for the upcoming season. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.